Welcome to DMC with a friend. Join us as we navigate through life, enter deeper, meaningful conversations, and embark on a life-changing journey towards positive change. Hi everyone, welcome to DMC with a friend. Today, Jen and I actually want to do a Q&A episode, but we wanted to do it truly DMC style. So instead of asking random questions, we wanted to get really deep and really vulnerable with each other. So in this essay that was posted on the New York Times, Mandy Lan Catron talks about a study by the psychologist Arthur Aaron and some of the others that explores intimacy between two strangers. So essentially what the study is exploring is that if you're vulnerable with a stranger, are you able to open up yourself and in that way it can lead to love? So today's episode is questions to fall in love. The idea is that mutual vulnerability fosters this closeness, right? So when you open up to each other and really share something personal, you build this connection and then that in turn leads to some kind of love. (laughs) (laughs) Love, love, love. Okay. Oh God. But okay, obviously, because unfortunately we're both straight And also, I'm in a relationship. Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. Jen and I are not going to fall in love today. But we wanted to explore these questions and see if we can get vulnerable with each other and you guys can get to know us better too. Mm -hmm. So today we have three sets of questions that's also posted in the New York Times. And each set gets more personal and deeper. So we're going to start with set one, which is you know, the lowest level, so it's more casual, right? Yeah. The first question for you, Jen, is when was the last time you sang to yourself or to someone else? (laughs) Well, my voice is not that flattering, but I I toggle a little bit with guitar playing, and recently (laughs) I learned learned a song (laughs) called Blue and Gray by BTS, and I sang to myself and... Um, unintentionally to for my sister and my sister did not enjoy my voice or my guitar playing. <laughs> um, I will get better though and maybe later I'll play it for Sam later on. You know, I think you I think you have a nice voice. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what about you, dude? What was the last time you sang to yourself or for someone else? I'm guessing it's going to be in the shower. <laughs> no, actually, I don't sing in the shower. I talk to myself in the shower. Okay, that doesn't sound cooler, actually. <laughs> but I, um, I always sing random made-up songs to my cat, Mitzi, every day. <laughs> and Can you sing us one, please? No, no. I can't. You know, I cannot because... If I don't see her face, I can't actually make up any songs. But whenever I'm just, like, hanging out with her and playing with her, I just, like, uh-huh. start seeing random stuff. I think it's, like, the maternal instinct kicking in, you know? That's beautiful. <laughs> or just, like, you know, when you're, like, playing with babies mm-hmm. or whatever, too, you, like, start humming random mm-hmm. stuff, right? So, yeah. I would say definitely probably to Mitzi Aww. sometimes this afternoon. <laughs> That's so wholesome. Okay, next question. 
if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Okay, that just went from zero to hundred real quick. Well, you know, I think it's maybe a kind of shared Asian American experience, but、mm-hmm. I think growing up, my family was never one to be very vocal about affection towards each other, or like, you know, like. Yeah, like affection, whether it's verbal or physical, and if I were to change something, I guess like that would be it. You know, to be more verbally complimenting each other, or saying like nice things, being affectionate, or just like hugging each other more. Because I think growing up as an adult, that's something that I still feel a little bit uncomfortable. Like you know, maybe it doesn't show here because I'm relatively comfortable with Jen, so I'm I'm. Able to be more sappy with her, but as a person, I I just I cannot get sappy with people. I just I get really uncomfortable, and I'm like, you know, like bro.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I I guess that's the one thing I would change. What about you? I would say less punishment-led、um, teachings、mm. that my parents used. I mean, I feel like it's in it's embedded within. Asian culture to punish children, not the appropriate way.、Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, when you get in trouble, your mom comes up to you and tells you, "Go bring the stick," and I know where the stick is. <laughs> Come no, over the lo- with the, the love stick. stick? <laughs> the love stick, supposedly in quotes, right? As a ABA practitioner, I learned how wrong it is to result using punishment as a way of teaching. And honestly, I think that really reflects off of who I am now as a person.、Mm-hmm. I've learned to rewrite the defense mechanisms I've had in the past, like using aggression or being overly sensitive or overly reliant. But that can be taught earlier on, and I think that is something I would have appreciated more within、uh, my childhood.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to agree with that. I think the older I get, the more you understand the importance of positive reinforcement versus negative, right? Yeah. Like, negative reinforcement just does not inspire you to want to become better on your own. Like, you're doing things out of fear instead of out of wanting to better yourself or like improve other people's lives. And also, like positive re- reinforcement or just reinforcement in general, like it is used. To add positive effect onto whatever you learn, and therefore increases the frequency of what you're going to be doing, right? And、yeah. that's what I've, that's what I teach the kids I work with, and、yeah. you know, and and now knowing that this is something that was missing in my childhood, I hopefully will reflect better when working with children or having my own children of my own in the future too. Yeah, yeah, for sure.、Mm-hmm. So moving on to the next question, what in your life do you feel most grateful for? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, honestly, I think the older I get, the more I understand how I come from a place of privilege and so many things in life. I feel so much more grateful for than I was before.、Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to choose one thing. Okay, I'm gonna talk about like the runner ups, right? Like one huge thing is like I came from an environment where I didn't really have to worry about money, 
So now, you know, yeah. I'm off in the real world, um, not having to worry about debt, which is like a huge privilege that like, I'm really grateful for right now. But I guess like another thing is just being able to have a pet and provide for it. Oh, yes. <laughs> because having a pet is so special and it's not something that I had growing up because of like circumstances, but now that I'm able to do that, I just feel really happy because I have the environment and the right resources to be raising an animal and I finally am able to provide a home for an animal that really needed one. So that's something that I'm like happy about every day and I and I look at my cat and I just feel like oh I'm so grateful to have you in my life yeah I mean what what is okay it's hard to choose but what is one grateful uh characteristic of Mitzi I'm grateful for her because like you always have that pet there for Uh you you know they love you unconditionally I think the relationship with a pet is so different from that of between any humans because pets love you unconditionally and it's it's just crazy like you don't feel any kind of resentfulness towards them because you know that you can both love each other unconditionally so for me like i'm really grateful for just having like someone or something there that you always know that like they're right there and they're ready to love you and I'm sure that Mitzi's grateful for you too, you know? For all those cuddles and snacks. <laughs> yeah, I hope she is. I mean, I'm just happy that I'm able to provide a home for a cat. I, I'm always impressed by the fact that you advocate for um, animals from shelters. And you yourself also adopted a cat. And how important it is to provide opportunities for those kind of abandoned um, animals as well mm-hmm. I mean honestly if I could I would adopt all the cats logistically <laughs> I probably shouldn't probably <laughs> it'll probably happen in the few in, in the next years um, you know start yeah. up a bar with a cat remember the cat bar <laughs> idea? yeah so so Jen and I have this dream where in the future I don't know if Jen has this dream but at least I do like we wanted to open like a cat bar where uh it's like a cat cafe but instead of uh cafe drinks you're serving alcohol but everyone has told me that's a very stupid idea so (laughs) i don't know if that's gonna happen but hey i on the other hand think it's a smart idea um maybe not in the morning because i don't really advocate for day drinking as much but maybe in the morning you can make it like a cafe and then at night make it into a bar i think if anything it'll be kind of cool to do like a bookstore slash cafe with cats yeah like how awesome would that be right that'd be amazing look forward to that anyway um (laughs) what about you you know what in your life do you feel the most grateful for I think the biggest thing for me right now is that I have a loving family and that my parents integrated a lot of the their culture in Uh, their experience being Korean and also their experience being in Argentina Mm. you know I I love the whole aspect of how my parents are able to speak Korean and Spanish and they've really integrated that back into our home as well it's made a holistic me I think a lot of my hobbies stem from my parents um, integration of that culture Mm -hmm. yeah I think 
Man, that's like I know I'm only supposed to give one, but that's like something for me too. Like because the way I grew up, I was able to see uh-huh. so many different cultures, and that's something I'm super grateful for because a lot of people don't really have the privilege to experience different cultures, right? They just kind of grow up in the same place, and then um, like it's harder for them to see outside of their town or yeah something like that. Moving on to the next question, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Yeah, so describe describe the day from like morning until the moment you sleep. Wake up early and walk near a flower garden, just because it's spring these days, and I really am into flowers. Mm. Um, and then go on a brunch date with my family, and then hang out with my friends during the day. Come back Doing home what? with my friend. Ah, uh, I would say, honestly, I'd be down to do anything with my friends. I'm comfortable with trying anything, but if I had to choose, I would say, I would love to go, short road trip somewhere nearby, maybe to the beach, or to the mountains, and then at night, I would love to hang out with my friends at night. Drink a couple of alcoholic drinks, and do some karaoke mm. or um, play board games with close ones. Mm. Yeah, and that's how I would spend my day. What about you? That sounds really fun. So for me, I will wake up, and I think perfect day for me is wake up around like ten a.m. because normally I have to wake up earlier. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm not someone that on the week. Weekend wants to wake up at six to go hiking. Like, just, nope, nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to feel like I somewhat slept in, but not <laughs> slept so much I wasted my day. Cause I hate waking up at like two p.m. and your day is already gone. So I wake up, probably do a brunch. You know,、um, honestly, at home brunch is pretty fun. I like making food.、Um, Oh, but I forgot. Like before, I even get off bed, I'm gonna cuddle with Mitzi first, and then I'll wake up and like maybe I'll make breakfast for my boyfriend because I actually really、Aww. like doing that and like surprising people. That's fun, you know, like doing something nice for someone and seeing their reaction. So I definitely want to go out and do something, but then like something chill. So maybe go hang out with like a couple of friends.、Uh, Maybe do like a picnic and just hang out and like, you know, do a picnic and like bring some iced tea because I can fucking love iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> and just like have some fruits and just talk. Cut fruit. Yes, cut fruits are the best. Similarly, at nighttime, you know, maybe like host a dinner party. Oh my god! Nowadays, because we're at home all the time, I forget that we can go out and eat at restaurants. <laughs> Same. But, <laughs> but hosting dinner parties are fun, and like having people, and like I'll make a few cocktails for them because that's always fun. And then like ending the night kind of early-ish because I like ending the night at like nine or ten, so I have time to wind down and like do my own thing, like read my book. Yes. You know, listen to some ASMR, <laughs> and then like have a really nice, peaceful like winding down and like sleep. It's perfect. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. That's my perfect wow, day. We sound like grandmas and grandpas. <laughs> the perfect day is like when you're not doing so much that you're exhausted, but also like you know, doing things that are like meaningful to you. 
Yeah, meaningful and comfortable. Yeah. Right. All right. So now we're going to dive into set two, which means that we're going to go deeper into Ooh. our conversations.、So、okay. Get ready. <laughs> so, first question is if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are living now and why? Oh, man. Yeah.、Um, for me, this is something that. I occasionally think of just suddenly, and then it makes me feel like, oh man, I should change the way that I live right now. My answer is for sure, I would change the way I'm living because I think if I knew that I don't have a lot of time left, then there are a lot of things I wouldn't prioritize. Let's say if I have a year, right? Yeah, I might just quit my job and then go explore the world. If I have enough money to do that, because like, why would I go to work every day if I only have one year to live? Yeah. And, like, another huge thing is that I definitely would want to let people that I really care about know that I care about them in a different way that I'm not necessarily doing every day right now. Just because, like, the time is so much shorter. Right now, because we're so young, right? It feels like there's infinite amount of time to do that. But if you only、mm -hmm. have one year left, then suddenly you need to. Convey that all you need to in that time frame before you can't do it anymore. What about yeah. you? Yeah, you know, similar, similar to your answer, I would say, you know, drop my job, drop the grad school、yeah. stuff,、um, and travel around, see more people, meet new people. That's interesting. You want to meet new people? I do. I think that, you know, I always talk about this how. Every interaction is meaningful in my life. And also, I think that that interaction can help promote any kind of change, right? For both people. And so, I want to meet new people. And I want to, you know, not only tell the people I have in my life that I cherish them and I care for them,、um, really relay that love, but also, I would, I guess, extend that. Um, genuine love to other people around me that I have not met yet. This is the weirdest thing, but I would like to do something so simple of a job. I think in the book, maybe you should talk to someone. She mentions how there was a patient who had a deadline given to her, and、mm. she decided to go work at a Trader Joe's. And I, that resonated with me a lot. You know, through that job, she was able to make little meaning, meaningful interactions with these people that she found as strangers, but now friends. And I thought that, you know, if my time was limited and I've already traveled around, I would like to do that and spend the rest of my day doing that. That is so interesting because that's like the opposite of what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to spend time talking to strangers. I will say, even now, when I go to Trader Joe's, I feel like the cashiers are so friendly that I feel <laughs> bad because I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> and I have to be like all friendly, and I'm like, I'm not actually that friendly. <laughs> nice, nice. So I think it just depends on the person. I, I think I would like more spend time on the people I already know、mm -hmm. and、um, kind of build on those because I feel like. I don't want to have to explain to someone, like, hey, nice to meet you, but I'm dying. <laughs> oh, no, I don't mean by like I will develop a relationship with them or anything like that. I'd say just 
you know, make connections, make connections and just add a little joy in, in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how like some Starbucks uh, baristas just make you smile with just one comment. Um, just like, hey, I hope you have a wonderful day and that kind of stuff. I think that yeah. goes a long way. And that's the kind of stuff I would like to do. Yeah, I think it adds meaning into my life. And maybe that's why I decide to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Hopefully we don't have to yeah, actually hopefully. think about that. <laughs> but so answering this question, do you feel like that's something that you will incorporate in your life now? Because this is hypothetical, right? Yeah. But this is also something that you can start doing now. I think that I am doing it now with my grad school and current job. I believe that I make impact and I am somehow adding meaning to my life and other people in some way. And I think... Yeah, but I mean like the, like the Starbucks Trader Joe's thing. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Why not? I mean like I think my job does a pretty good job in providing that meaningful connection. I think, you know, getting into grad school and planning the next few years in my life, sometimes I get trapped in this futuristic thinking process. um, And I always have to root myself down to think more in the present. Have you ever caught yourself doing that? No, for sure. Like, uh, that's why I, when I think about this kind of questions, I always think about how I can actively do that now. Mm -hmm. And I do, like, I go up to people um where I feel like I don't tell them enough that they matter a lot to me and I tell them and it's not something that I would think of doing unless I'm thinking like oh what if it's limited but it's something that I want to work more into everyday routine because like to be honest you never know when your time ends with someone so I don't think you should ever wait for a time to say that to someone agree I highly agree with that I think that's why our friendship works really well you know, we always tell each other how much we love each other and how much we respect each other. Ugh, gross. <laughs> this is the 36th question of love. Excuse me? <laughs> okay, let's go into something gross. So, <laughs> the next thing, the next thing is, alternatively, we will share something that we consider to be a positive characteristic of the other person and in total we'll do five each so why don't why don't you start telling me something about- okay <laughs> so i'll start with yeah. uh, your first one Go ahead. um i i thought this thoroughly and i wrote it down so you know it's real okay the first one is I think your first one, the uh, first one I would choose is that you have an uncanny ability to connect with people on a deeper level. You know, this really reflects off of our podcast, but also our friendship. I think our friendship is, its foundation is based on these DMCs that we've had in the past and even continue to grow with the new DMCs that we have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a very unique characteristic that you don't find much in a lot of people. Cool. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You can't see us, but I'm like shaking. (laughs) I'm shaking. Honestly, like, that's really nice um, of you to say. I think 
one thing that I have to say for you is that I think you have this positive outlook on people and sometimes honestly it might be too positive (laughs) like you give people a lot of chances because you just really want to believe in them but I definitely think it's like a huge positive trait right um it's something that like I wish I had more for myself like I'm more optimistic like you but I think it's good to be able to see the good in people and really kind of believe that um there's something good in them Thanks, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we gotta get better at this. It's <laughs> gonna be 10 times of this awkward. You know, I always appreciate the fact that you tell me and root me down in the reality of certain things. You know, I, I do tend to give more chances than other people. And you do tell me, like, you know, sometimes people take advantage of you and you should advocate for yourself. And I love how you're able to advocate for me sometimes. And, you know, it comes from, like, the deep trust that we have. And I appreciate it, dude. I think it's, like, it's good on both ends, right? You should have both. Mm-hmm. Like, I, But then, like, I think really, like, being positive about someone um, is not something that you can just acquire by wanting to be that way. It's, like... A trait that has to be like inherently in you mm, so true um my second one is that you have a pretty contagious humor i don't know if it's like because our humor is very similar or we're just so stupid that we get each other i don't know Bro, i'm just like so hilarious <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> but i i really like people who smile often and have like this contagious laughter going on it just brings positive vibes to the group okay my second thing for you is that i think you have a lot of patience for people like a lot of people run out of patience when they're talking to other people about other people's problems or just you know, anything that's not related to them, a lot of times people don't care, but I feel like you have a lot of patience, and it's because, like, you do care about what other people have to say, so that's a, I think that's a great characteristic. Like, nowadays, a lot of times when you talk to people, they just, they just can't wait to talk about themselves, but you always are listening and being an active listener. I think that goes the same for you, too. That'll be my third one. (laughs) (laughs) You are very good at listening. I mean, you take the time out of your busy day when I'm like really stressed out. I tell you like, yo, SOS. Even though you're dealing with a lot on your end, you make the space for me to talk about my problems as well. And and sometimes you take on a lot. I mean, you take on a lot from like all different angles and it can be very unbearable at times, but I think you have that strength to withhold it. I think it's very incredible. You're like definitely, like from what I even said before, right? Like you're a trusting person in the case that you see a lot of good in people, but I also love that you advocate for your friends. So when I tell you something, um, like you'll really be on my side for it and support me instead of there are some people who don't really take a stance because they don't want to offend anyone so then they just kind of like float and they just kind of want to impress everyone but I think you really take a stance for people you care about and that's something that I think is a great quality in a friend or just oh yeah dude yeah I'll fight a bitch for you bro hell yeah 
Or like, I'd love that. I know if, you know, a bitch is being crazy, <laughs> like we can look at each other and you'll give me the validation that, yes, like you're right. That person you. is being crazy. I feel you. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Like, I love, I love that with Aww. you. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, my fourth one would be that you have very good judgment and character in, in people. Hence, reason why we're best friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you okay. saw that? You saw that? That compliment, like, bounced back at me. I think that you are very observant and you are able to, you know, take in all angles and then make your judgment later on. But I think it's very accurate. <laughs> um, like, because you look at the holistic person as a whole. All right, my next one for you is that, I mean, I love that you're passionate about what you do. I think we just talked about a career episode, right? And a lot of times people are just kind of doing things to impress other people or doing things because their parents told them to do it or it's just like, I was trying to find a job when I came across this thing, but you don't really care about what you do. And that's something that's, like inspiring right because I think being around people like you will inspire me to do what I really want to do instead of just barely mm-hmm. getting by in life mm-hmm. same goes here too you have this passion and drive that really is inspirational I agree with that my last one would be that you are charmingly awkward <laughs> that's Wait, rude awkward is not a bad <laughs> word here it's it's sometimes using bad connotation but this one's a good one it's charming it's endearing in its own way and i i love it because you are you and you really show that you know your personality mm. okay <laughs> yeah you like that one <laughs> <It's> all right <laughs> my last one for you is that i love that you really listen when i tell you something because i think a lot of times when, especially when it's not something you want to hear, people tend to get really defensive and they just want to talk about their side of things. But what I found with you is that whenever I have something to bring to you, you always, like, you don't take your own side first, but you always listen to what I have to say. And I have to say that it's not common (laughs) to find people like that because most of the times I feel like people just want to defend themselves or talk about themselves. But um, I feel like you really have a respect for people. If they're coming to you about a concern, then you're not going to just dismiss them or gaslight them. I know when we had like some sort of fights before, but not really. But we're able to be honest with each other. And I felt like I'm not scared to tell you something because I know that you're not going to take it as something bad when you're just, t- just going to take it at the level that it is. That I'm trying to tell you my concern. For me, I think your concerns are valid, and you also validate my own concerns. I think it goes back and forth really well. Like, we communicate mm. with each other very well because we're honest with each other, right? And 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 most of the time, yeah. when we feel like something's off, we both notice it, and we both bring it up. And I think that's yeah. what keeps our friendship going. For me, I'm really glad to have a friend like you because it's actually kind of exhausting to not be completely honest with someone since we're doing this vulnerability thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like, even when you're close to someone, when you feel like you have to withhold information, I think that keeping something in just is so suppressing and so tiring. So I'm just glad. And 
to be honest, I do it for myself too, because to be completely honest with you, I'm liberating myself from having to hold back things or, mm-hmm. you know, like think in my own head. I mean, this is through trial and error, right? Like I've had friends where I was fully honest with, but it didn't go well. And there, right. are, there are friends where I wasn't fully honest with and it didn't go well. And I think yeah. it really depends on the person and just how you guys communicate with each other. Yeah. Are they also being vulnerable to the level that you are being vulnerable? Are you guys both communicating in that way? And, you know, I think this is the reason why we did this episode was because we want to showcase the fact that how important it is to be vulnerable in front of each other and how it's not, it can be scary, right? It can be scary, but it will then, like you said, liberate you. Oh my God, it feels great because then like someone's seeing you and they're hearing you and you just feel valued, you know, uh-huh. you feel heard. Like feeling heard is what everyone wants, right? I feel like For ultimately sure. that's what we all want. Yeah. And so after that, five traits do you feel like you're a little more in love with me now oh yeah dude hearts are popping out of my eyes over here i can i can propose to you right now oh (laughs) green card (laughs) moving on the last question from set two what do you think is your greatest accomplishment of your life this is recent. I recently got into two of the grad schools I applied to. Woohoo! Woohoo! And it's just, it feels like every puzzle piece that I had in my life so far just came together. I mean, on a level of my career pathway and interest, also the, the level of me wanting to do meaningful work, and I think also the fact that Throughout this whole process, I found who my real support system is. That's like the friends and the family that I care for. And yeah, dude, it's amazing. And I think just hitting a huge milestone in life like that. Oh, yeah. And just, I hope you cherish it. And Thanks, dude. Just be happy these days. Thank you. Okay, what about you? I honestly, when thinking about this question, I don't know because... Yeah, I could say that my biggest accomplishment moment was maybe when I landed my current job or even like my first internship as a software engineer because, you know, at that time I studied really hard and then getting an internship was validating that, hey, you actually are able in this field. But I I don't want to tie my greatest accomplishment to my work because I feel like there's so much more than that. But like those are moments of highs in my life, but they're not necessarily like the greatest accomplishment of my life so far. I don't know if this answer even makes sense, but it's just like sometimes nowadays when I look at my life and it's just like a daily, a very random daily life, I just feel really, really happy and content. And because I'm in a place where Like, I'm living with my boyfriend, and we're really happy, and then, like, I also have my cat, and, like, we're all, like, really happy together, Mm -hmm. and I just, like, look at where I'm living, I have a, I have a good job, and I have, like, a good life at home, I feel like, for me, that's, like, a great accomplishment, because I catch myself feeling like I'm, I'm happy, and I'm content, and I feel like that kind of normalcy is actually a great accomplishment. Um, it all ties in together, but just kind of feeling like 
oh, I'm like grateful for where I am right now and having that moment to stop and doing that. I don't know if that's like an actual answer to this question. No, but. you know what? That that makes me very, very happy that you find yourself being happy often now and, you know, like not too stressed out like you were in undergrad. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Or I guess just like the feeling of not being lost mm. is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Like knowing where you're going, but also like open to new things. Okay, so let's move on to set three, which is where it gets real deep, right? Mm-hmm. All right, first question, Jen. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share something. What is that something? Um... I think it's similar to, oh, you know, drawing back from what you talked about, your greatest accomplishment, I kind of want that. Like, I want someone who I can share that little happiness and those little incidents in my life with. I haven't met the right one or the, the guy who I clicked well with and really see myself spending a good long-term relationship with. And... I think that is something I would like to share with my potential future boyfriend. I think I think that's a good thing. That's something that will come in the future, right? What about you? <laughs> this one, oh man, this is hard. And this is like, this is really deep. I think I would say that like, I wish I had someone who I can share maybe like my deepest and darkest thoughts with. But at the same time, I also, like, don't really want to share that with someone because, like, right now, I do have a really good support system of, you know, when I'm feeling down, um, I can talk to someone about it. But I think everyone has those, like, really deep thoughts where they, they keep to themselves and it's kind of scary to even say it out loud. So sometimes, you know, it does feel like, oh, maybe saying it to someone will finally kind of, like, liberate yourself from that, those thoughts. But then at the same time, you don't want to burden someone with your really dark thoughts. So um, that's why I get a therapist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> therapist is there for you. I mean, also, like, it's sometimes dangerous to open that Pandora box by yourself. Mm-hmm. Or with a person who doesn't have that professional background in dealing with those dark, dark secrets. True. Um, or thoughts. And... A therapist is there to help guide you in that process. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? So for me, I think the most recent time I cry is that... So recently, there's been a lot of anti-Asian hate crimes happening and just anti-Asian sentiment. Um, I don't really want to go too deep into it, but it's really affected me. And I remember... Uh, sometimes a couple days ago or yeah like sometimes last week when all the news were coming out it was just very very overwhelming like you want to inform yourself with these things but at the same time you also get very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. when you see all of these things that are all essentially negative coming out I just remember that day being super hard because of I was already going through those emotions and then I actually ended up talking to a couple of different people because they wanted to talk about it and then I also had like some interpersonal conflict that came out of that and then it was all within one day where I just had 
so many conversations with people about the about those things that were happening and then like at the end of the night i was so exhausted and I didn't even notice I was crying, but then it was just tears coming out of me. But it wasn't like those sobby yeah. cries where you're like, ah, yeah. you know, it was just like I was just tearing up. And it was just from the overwhelming emotions. And I also bring up this story because I think that it truly registered with me. Like people say it all the time that you can't spread yourself thin. Like even though you want to help other people and you want to be there for them, you can't. Like, you only have so much within yourself. It's also, I also just want to, like, put the message out there that it has been really tough, especially in the Asian community lately. I hope everyone is still taking some time. Like, you should be there for your friends. You should. Um, And show support in the community, but also don't spread yourselves too thin. There's a lot happening right now, and I think... It is overwhelming, especially for people who come from the background of being Asian American. And we hear all this hate crime and just stories that affect people who are close to us. It's It gets scary and it gets frustrating and it's just a hodgepodge of a bunch of emotions. And take the time to do self-care and self-reflection really want to stress that it's important to take care of yourself first um, above others because then if you don't take care of yourself then you can't take care of others yeah but also don't be a dick also don't be a dick (laughs) don't be a little (laughs) shit uh what about you when this when was the last time you cried i think i i don't cry often besides situations where they make me cry like watching a very sob story like WandaVision, but I recently did cry, I think two weeks ago. It was in my car all by myself, and it was just a moment of relinquishing a lot of the stress and emotions that I had that day. I think it just piled up and hit me at one go. Yeah. It was a lot about like the grad abs coming in, my job change, um, have things happening in the home and my friendships and everything. And it just hit me real fast. And out of nowhere, I started crying. At the end of the day, I actually felt a lot better. Just re- like releasing that energy out, I think helped a lot, de- de-stressing. And then later helped me think more logically on like, why was I crying? Why was I so upset that time? What do you think, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I think, you know, it really depends on the time, the place, the environment, and the people, right? Um, But for me, because I'm so passionate about children, I think this should not be joked about at all. It's the whole childhood bullying, abuse, and trauma. Um, I'm not a huge fan of people making Mm -hmm. that, like, any fun out of it. Um... Just because once it becomes a joke, it becomes normalized. And I don't think it's okay to cause abuse or trauma for children, especially those who are more vulnerable. Yeah. What about you? I think in general, a lot of times we tell self-deprecating jokes. And although it's not the best thing to do, 
in moderation, I don't think it's bad because I think people should be able to make fun of themselves and kind of understand themselves through that. But I am not a huge fan of that same kind of joke when used on a friend or a family member. Because, you know, a lot of times I think we make fun of people in a way to show love, which is uh, acceptable, I think, right? Like you should, you mm-hmm. should poke fun at each other, but there's definitely a limit and people cross it all the time where um, you shouldn't make someone feel bad about something they're already insecure about. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really, to figure out what is a sensitive topic, topic for some people. But once that person is honest with you and lets you know, like, hey, that's not okay, I think then people should be more wary of what they say um, and how they say it. So, last question. So, if everything is caught on fire in your house and after you already saved your loved ones and your pets, you have time to make a final dash to save one item, what would it be? I would choose a photo book of my family and friends just because I think that having that photo book or just photos of your past selves is very important, um, especially when within family and, and within friends. I, like I have my mom's mom. We don't have any recollection or any uh, pictures of my my mother's mom and my mom always tells me how she really wants to remember how her mom looks Mm -hmm. like and I think you know memory goes by so far yeah you can only remember like the the, maybe some parts of their voice tones or that image becomes lost and I think photos really help us remind ourselves how we used to look yeah and how our loved ones used to look man i love looking at photo albums it was actually oh yeah it was actually my uh favorite pastime as a kid because you know how our parents generation they actually print out all the photos and they put yeah like my mom will even scrapbook some of them i would like almost like every other day just like take out all the photo albums and look at them and they were like what's wrong with this kid like why is this kid so nostalgic (laughs) but i agree and i think from what you're saying i feel like you guys should scan all your photos if they're not already scanned and upload them on like oh yeah the cloud good answer though um what about you for me i Honestly, I thought about this question and I don't really have anything materialistic in my apartment right now that I feel like I really need to take with me. So I was like thinking, okay, because like for myself, my own stuff, yeah, some of them might have a little bit more sentimental meaning to it, but I feel like I could still recreate it. Uh-huh. So I was like thinking either I would choose like Mitzi's favorite toy because it smells like her and she likes it. What a mom. <laughs> I love it. Or... <laughs> Because, like, I don't really need anything for myself, you know? Like, nothing is... Everything is just material. Or, honestly, I would probably take, like, that painting you did of Mitzi. Aww. Because it is something... It is one of the things in my house I can't really buy. Aww. My heart. That's so... Aw, thank you. I appreciate that. I worked really hard on that drawing. 
I think that was the hardest painting I've ever worked on in my life. <laughs> we will, I will post a picture of it on our Instagram if people want to see. But Jen did a painting of Mitzi for my birthday, and it is quite priceless. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's it for today. Uh, hope that you got to know us a little bit better. And I hope that you didn't feel like too much of a third wheel, especially when we were just complimenting each other at one point. So pretend on the side that you know you're a part of the conversation as well. Pause it a little bit and talk about yourself to us. <laughs> Go through these 36 questions with someone who you find close to you and really dive deep into these DMCs and try to find, you know, this is a process of you finding more about another person, but also more about yourself, right? Um, and so we encourage you to embark in this journey with us. Um, let us know if you have any questions or any concerns or just want to tell us how your day is going. We are always open to listen. All right. Thank you, my friends, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to hear more episodes on different topics, you can find us on anchor.fm slash DMC with a friend. If you want to share your stories and experiences with us too, please follow us on our Instagram, DMC with a friend. And as always, thank you so much for the support and we hope that you will tune in next time. Music